You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamu alaikum. This is Zeba Hassan with Momming While Muslim. We are waiting um, for my co-host, Uzma Jaffrey. I'm, I'm imagining this whole time change, daylight savings nonsense has got us all screwed up. Because as you may or may not know, we actually record on multiple time zones. I'm in the East Coast, though today I happen to be in Chicago, Central Time. Um, Uzma and Joe are actually in the West Coast, though I don't believe they, they changed their clock. So I'm assuming she's going to pop in at any point. Um, we're hoping all is okay. Um, like I mentioned, I'm still at my parents' house, leaving literally right after this um, recording. It's been like a whirlwind of excitement being with my family, having the cousins see each other, supporting my dad's campaign. Um, and I do have to say, whatever happens, whatever the results are, it's nice to see that um, something he's been secretly dreaming about and passionate about he's been able to um, kind of follow through and carry through and potentially paving the way for somebody else or for himself so March 17th here in Chicago are the primaries um, so make sure everybody gets out get out the vote uh, regardless of who you vote for exercising our civic responsibility is what we need to be doing um, I am blessed uh, to be able to introduce our guest today I've met her actually at a mutual friends book signing and just her energy and her positivity um, instantly attracted me to her. And then when I actually got to know her and heard a little bit of her story, I was just shocked and surprised that she was able to to carry on the way that she is and and be and be essentially uh, an example of strength. So I wanted to take a quick moment and introduce Saira Sufi. She is a child loss experiencer, a bone marrow failure, awareness medical research advocate, a Muslim, a Kansan, a mother of twins, the mother of an aplastic anemia warrior, a recent divorcee, an event manager, and an honest and unintentional writer. Thank you so much and welcome, Syrah. Thank you for having me. Assalamu alaikum. Um, like I said, I actually met um, you at a book signing um, recently, and I really was so instantly attracted to your your energy. Um, and then when I actually learned and read about your story and heard uh, from you, I, I was just so proud of how you have survived. Can you give our listeners a little bit um, of background about you and what it is that I'm even talking about, Syrah? Um, so my story, I had twins um, in 2011, Hadi and Zakaria, and in 2017, my life completely changed. Hadi was diagnosed with aplastic anemia, which is a bone marrow failure disease, um, and it means basically your bone marrow doesn't produce red blood cells, white blood cells, or platelets. Hadi was treated at the NIH, um, and he needed a bone marrow transplant because immunotherapy didn't work. And at that point, I was terrified. I was told that Zakaria wasn't his match. And so we had to go to the registry. And luckily, Hadi had many, many matches. And his donor was 
so gracious and gave her cells very quickly and Javi had two transplants. But unfortunately, neither of them took and he returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in October of 2018. Um, and since then, I have worked hard on figuring out how I want to grieve and how I want to make sure Javi's legacy continues and the importance of making sure people know about aplastic anemia and joining the registry and donating to the Hadi of the Research Fund so we can find a cure for this beast of a disease. All the while, um, making sure that I do right by his twin brother, Zachariah, who has been my rock through all of this. Um, less than a year after Hadi passed, um, I became a divorcee. Uh, which is uh, an interesting term. I was uh, blindsided by Zachariah's father, Zachariah and Hadi's father, came home to an empty house after I had gone to a trip um, in California, a personal trip that I thought was okay. Um, but after being hugged and kissed by my, I guess, ex-husband at the airport, I came home to an empty house. Um, so dealing with that has been interesting and figuring out how to maneuver that. Um, and shortly after that, my house caught on fire. Alhamdulillah, Zachary and I are in an apartment and the house is being rebuilt. And I am looking at this as Allah's way of making me restart my life. So the fact that you even said that, let me just say, like, having that type of attitude and positivity, um, when someone else like myself like i will just speak for myself i can't speak for somebody else like i don't even know how i would um be able to move on from there what do you attribute to that like how did you manage to find that strength when it would otherwise take that life force like i just can't even i don't even have the words for it cyrus so like what did you do and what did you use to kind of get you through such a horrific a horrific literally two years is what it kind of sounds like starting in october of 2018 when um javi <laughs> passed like well how did you get through that so javi <laughs> um you know before this interview i figured of i'm not going to prepare too much but i'm going to try to figure out how I can get through this without tearing up. But I look at Javi's picture right now. Um, Javi's name in Arabic means guide. And that was it. Throughout all of his procedures and pokes and dealing with the ridiculousness of the doctors giving me contradictory information, Javi would be the one who would say, Mommy, dua. <laughs> He always knew how to calm me down. Um, <laughs> just, I have amazing kids. And so throughout that, I turned to him um, first, obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then it is my guide, Hadi, and Zachariah too of, yeah, this, this sucks, fully admitting that this sucks, but what, what have I been given in this life that I am grateful for, um, and also admitting that it's okay to break down. 
um, and I have many, many times. Um, but, and I think what's important in realizing that everybody grieves in their own way. And while I'm not supposed to make too many disparaging comments against Zachariah's father for the settlement, all I'll say is that this happened for a reason. And I hate hearing that, right? As you grieve and then you hear all of these different phrases of, oh, he's in a better place or it happens for a reason. And, but there is some truth to it. And that's sort of what keeps me going of, okay, I could wallow in, in tears. And I do think tears are very healthy and therapeutic, but I also, I can't not let people know about hobby and that's why I try to keep going and looking. I don't want to say silver lining, um, but I try to be grateful for what I have been given. And um, we are joined by my beautiful co-host, Ozma Joffrey. You know, I had read what she had sent ahead of us and I couldn't even get through it without crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like I've never heard of anything like this. And I'm just amazed that you're actually standing up straight. You're super, super amazing person. I'm sure people have made the comparison before Prophet Ayyub like that just really resonated with me. Have you heard that before? Um, there's been references how our prophets went through so much. Um, and yeah, the tears definitely help and all of, all of the struggles and all of what, what prophets went through with their kids and what they were granted with their kids and how we learn from each other. And by the way, she does this in supporting other people too, because part of her mission, which is so much on par with what Mommy Well Muslim wants to do, is helping support other Muslim women. And I have to give her kudos to that too. So that's something that needs to be mentioned. Um, because like I said, I met her when she was supporting another Muslim sister. And I was like, this is just, this is what we need to do in our community is lift each other up. And she is definitely exemplifies that. So is that grief support that you provide? Um through the team as well, or is that something that you do on top of everything else that you're doing? You know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's something that's organized. <clears throat> it's just, I think through aplastic anemia, luckily because I have been fairly vocal, if with aplastic anemia, if somebody has heard of it, I usually become the, hey, why don't you talk to Syra? Um, and, but Zeba and I, I, again, maybe that is something that team patients will move towards, but I think it's been fascinating to me to hear from others of how can we support a friend who was going through a really hard time and not that I am an expert, but I want to turn to those who are, but I also want to say like this, this is what helped me. It very well might not help the next person, but this is what helped me, um, and grief is is very, very tough, particularly with all of the three things that I have gone through, because I think people just often don't know what to say when you've lost a son, a child, when you've been part of the community for so long, and suddenly there's a divorce and nobody knows what to say um, or how to support you. Um, and then the fire. <laughs> Again, these are all things of, and I'm learning. I think that's a very good point of grief support what does that mean what does it mean to just say hey rather than not reaching out to somebody just say you don't know what to say and that's what i told zeba 
that's I, I I appreciate that rather than there just being silence. And I love talking about my son. I and I've learned from others, you know, oh, it's okay to talk about this and it's healthy and it's okay to cry your eyes out. And I I think looking at our prophets and looking at our faith of yeah. How many of them cried their eyes out, um, still having faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but acknowledging that it's a very tough situation. So Osma mentioned team wations. Um, can you uh, actually talk to our audience about what this is? This is your nonprofit you started um, in Hadi's name, correct? In honor of Hadi, team wations came about while we were at NIH, at the National Institutes of Health, and Hadi was going through treatment. I came up with, you know, we got this. That was what came to mind. That's what I always said to myself. But there was also this component of patience of you have to wait. Uh, they had two bone marrow transplants as well as lymphocyte infusions, each of which you had to wait six weeks to see if they were successful. So suburb, right? Patience. So Javi combined the two of we got this and patience. So wations. So team wations came out of that. And at the beginning of team wations, when after Hadi passed, I was making sure to let people know about the importance of diversifying the registry, the bone marrow registry of getting more South Asians and minorities on the registry. So people would have the chance at a match. And then in addition to that, I also decided that we needed a research fund uh, through the Aplastic Anemia Foundation because I want there to be a cure rather than just the bone marrow transplant because as any bone marrow transplant recipient will tell you, yes, they're successful, but it's not the easiest route. Um, so I'm hoping with the research fund, we can fund an up-and-coming researcher through a grant um, to find a cure. You know, I've been in the nonprofit world most of my career, and I was, you know, sort of a type personality of have to do something after my son passed, and I didn't want anyone to forget him. So that's where Team Wations came from. And then the blog started because I had started writing. I was never really a writer, but I wrote to let people know updates about Hobby. And then I was, you know, like, okay, people actually seem to be interested in this. Um, so that's sort of now of, you know, at the beginning, uh, Zachary's father and I would come up with a board and we would sell things to, for the research fund and do events. So now I'm at a point of figuring out what the next steps are of continuing with the research fund. That's what I definitely want to get funded. But what's next of grief support and also making sure that in in house patients and caregivers, particularly at the NIH, are taken care of. So you mentioned the divorce. And one of the concerns that Zeba and I have had since the beginning of Momming While Muslim is, hey, you know, nobody knows, we don't know how to support single moms. And single moms often don't get included in conversations, don't get included in big events. And, you know, sometimes with divorces, I think friends have to pick sides and she may fall off the map completely. Growing up, we saw this happen a lot, and we don't want this to be, you know, how our generation continues. So how can we better support our single moms with kids in our community now? Like, what is it that you need us 
need from us? Thank you, Isma. That's that's an incredible question and pretty loaded, I'll be honest. But I think you hit on a few things of choosing sides. Um, you know, I've been in this community for what are we at? Almost 19 years. Um, first, I grew up in Kansas, so I still have my Kansas community, and those who have reached out have been amazing. Um, but I think nobody, you know, because it was so sudden of every, nobody knows what to say, right? Oh, so I think for me, it's twofold of, I don't really need you to take sides, but I do need you to say, man, that sucks. And that's really it. I think acknowledging it of, or even just the question, and I, I'm not sure I have the answer. I don't want to speak for every single mother out there because I'm in a very interesting position. Um, we're all in different boats. Zachariah's father is, is still hands-on, but I am dealing with all of those emotions. And so I think it's reaching out. Uh, but, and at the same time, it's I fully recognize how difficult it is for people to do that. Of How can we help you? Hey, the meal trains were incredible. Um, that was very supportive and very helpful. I figured out the friends who will tell me all of the things I don't want to hear, but need to hear, if that makes sense. You figure out who's going to be your cheerleader. The smallest gestures mean the world. So what I guess it's a very long answer, but I don't necessarily need advice. I just need to say, oh, <laughs> So it's a combination. It's a very convoluted answer. And I don't think there's one way, but I would say as far as support, just reaching out. What you're saying is everything we do for every other girlfriend, regardless of what her relationships look like, just show up. That's what's really, really important. I did want to ask, just so you know, because I think this is a little bit of the elephant in the room, um, because Hadi was a twin, and I had the good fortune of meeting Zachariah, and he is just the cutest, sweetest thing in the whole world. Like, literally helped me sell some books, sat right next to me, and I was like, oh my God, this kid is going to be something. But how is he handling all of this, right? Being the survivor, being a twin. And now, you know, like you mentioned, um, his positivity and his energy is a support to you. How is he doing and what kind of support um, can the community give him, the the brother left behind? It's a good question. Um, Zachariah. Yeah. That kid. I, I think that's pretty much... The reaction always that he gets of, oh, what an amazing child. And he is. And, you know, luckily, Zachariah is a very talkative child, <laughs> sometimes to a fault. But I, I made sure to get him in therapy pretty early on, myself included. You know, we're mothers, right? We want the very best for our child and children. I made sure he had an outlet for that, but also made sure he could talk to me about whatever he wanted. And so... It's, it's fascinating watching him and figuring out how much I ask him about Hadi. Other times, what's, what works for him is he really wants the research fund funded. And so he's very creative and coming up with ideas. And early on, he started with these videos. And so he'll come up with ideas. Um, and I think that's remembering his brother. And... Once in a while, he'll calmly, quietly just say, Mommy, I miss Javi. And that sucks. And it's, 
you know, very, very hard to handle, but we talk about it. Um, what I try to do is with Zachariah, which with all of my kids, I said, what are you grateful for every day? And then I also now have added, what's a good memory of Javi? He wants to have a connection with NIH where Javi was treated because that was his life too. They, they knew me and Amr. Sorry, that's Zachariah's father. And so a lot of it is hard to go back to remembering, but it has been therapeutic at the same time because those people knew Javi and Zachariah as crazy little boys. And, and that's helped, I think, with Zachariah and his, his grieving. I can't even imagine what that feels like for you, the fact that they're twins. And, you know, you're always going to see Javi. And some of the movements, you know, the like, they are fraternal twins, but some of the movements that Zachariah will do are the facial. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's Javi. Um, and so sometimes it's very tough. Other times it's such a blessing. And I think what's hard for me is seeing other twins. I will always get two birthday cakes, mm -hmm. but thinking about high school graduation and all of that. But then there's thinking about Jannah and thinking about what will that be like, inshallah. I, I am a, I will always be a mother of twins, and luckily I have Zachariah. We laugh once in a while because it is clearly obvious that Javi is giving us a sign. Um, you know, Javi was a huge Paul Simon fan, um, and so we'll walk into a place and all of a sudden his favorite song will come on. And we, Zachary and I will look at each other like, yep, we got it, Javi. How you doing? That's really cool. I always wonder, like, what do moms say? Like, I'm a mother of how many kids? But I like that you say that I'm a mom of twins. You know, I'm still, I have this many kids. That one's a tough one. When I became a divorcee, I also yeah. lost a stepdaughter. Um, so Lena was part of my life. So since she was two and a half and she's now 12. And so... How many kids do you have? Depends on the day, right? Like of what I'll say. I used to always say, oh, I'm always going to say three. But sometimes you're just exhausted. And if Zachary is with me, sometimes, as I said, he'll say, oh, well, you know, this is the situation. <laughs> he'll speak of, for you. He'll speak for me. And people will look at me like, oh, is, is he telling the truth? Because, I mean, the kid will say, my twin brother died. Oh. Then my father left, and then our house caught on fire. Oh, my God. And so they look at me like, is this true? Oh uh, yeah, 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 it is. Actually, it, it is true. You're freaking amazing. We're, I, I know we're talking about hard things. Let's talk about something that's even harder, and that's co-parenting. What does that look like um, for you? Oh, man. I, I'll be honest in saying like, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say anything disparaging. That's what was written into the settlement agreement. That being said, I will say co-parenting is, is a term that I, I, I learned to hate. I will actually use the word hate because I don't know what it means. It's such a nebulous term. And what, what does it mean? Zuckery is the one who told me that my husband, his father, wanted a divorce. I don't care whose side you're on. In no way. Is it ever okay to discuss these sort of situations with children before you discuss with your spouse? That being said, I have worked hard at trying to be as civil as possible um, and doing what's best for Zachariah. Have I failed multiple times? Yes. Have I let anger get the most of me? But is that sort of what 
I think Zechariah's father would turn to and say, see, that's, that's why I had to leave. Um, but it's struggling a lot. It's okay. Let me figure out what's best for me mentally, but what's best for Zachariah. And it's a lot of reducing your pride as well. I knew fairly early on once I heard him say, I think the third time of, I have no interest in reconciliation. Okay. We have to go through an attorney. We have to figure out a temporary custody agreement. And I'm in a unique situation because I was a step parent and I saw a lot of how custody could work. Also, what, as an eight year old, what does Zachariah want? What does he need? What's important for me to realize he is eight years old and so he can't make full decisions on his own, but am I doing what I'm doing because I'm so angry at his father? Or do I really think that this is best for him? It's really hard when we're asking you these really tough questions when you're literally in the thick of it. So we um, understand that and appreciate whatever candid answers you have. And perhaps in a year from now or two years from now, you might look back at this and think, okay, that was the, the, the frame of reference. That was the time and the place. This is what I was feeling. And perhaps, inshallah, you're coming off in a, in a different in a different viewpoint in a year from now, which case we're going to have to invite you back on to see, okay, you've gone through it. What kinds of tips and suggestions for survival do you have? But, but while we have you on for sisters that are actually going through the process, do you have a couple of tips for them? Like maybe your top five tips that you wish somebody had told you that you can kind of share with our audience going through something similar that you're going through right now with your divorce. I think for me, it was responding only when necessary. I respond to emails right away. I respond to texts right away. Sometimes take a step back, figure out if it's anger or what, what is the best way. Um, it doesn't need to happen right away. Secondly, figure out what works. You've got to take some time for yourself to so don't beat yourself up. You think, I mean, for me, I many times what did I do? It's taken me a long time to say, yeah, I, I have faults. I think every spouse has faults. Every marriage has issues. Um, and divorce is allowed in our religion. Not necessarily the way that mine came about. I don't agree with the way that it was put forward. But nothing that I did warranted the way that I was treated. And allowing myself those affirmations. Um, you know, as I, I'm 40 years old now, and all of the cheesy stuff that I never thought I would be part of, I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to tell myself how awesome I am. I still have hard, I, I'll admit I, I have hard times of hearing like, oh, you're awesome or whatever, but at least I can say it to myself. Like, yeah, I write, you know, try to make myself a compliment every day. Um, and I think as mothers, we beat ourselves up, whether single mothers, you know, married mothers, all like mom guilt is there and it always will be. I feel like I, I want to know more about Hadi. What would you want the world to remember about him? Hadi, man, his smile could light up a room. Um, Hadi was a warrior in the true sense of the word. He went through every procedure and every poke 
with just such grace as a seven-year-old could. Um, and even before his diagnosis, I think is what I want people to know because that part of hobby people know of, I saw how he still had a smile on his face, even after going through chemo and radiation. And he made sure I always had a smile on my face and turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he was also a loving twin and a younger brother. He was an incredible sportsman. I watching him hit a baseball it was incredible watching him just make many baskets and always wanting to do his best. Um, he was a mischievous little kid. He had the best grin and would would try to scare me or try to make me laugh. And him and his brother, I, I think any twin can tell you, they're bond. I lost a son, but Zachary lost his twin brother. And I, even when Javi was in the hospital, I would have to ask Zachariah once in a while and vice versa to translate what they were saying to each other. Um, language? Yeah. Um, and to this day, Zachariah will try to talk to me <laughs> in brother language. Um, Javi just was so caring and so sweet and a leader. He... It just made you feel rather, whether you were two years old or 70, that he adored you and he wanted the best for everyone. He loved, loved helping me make lunches for the homeless. Um, he was an old soul, old soul. He loved Paul Simon and loved corny jokes. Every doctor loved, you know, they would fight to have Javi. The nurses would too. But I just want people to remember him before his diagnosis as a loving and smart kid who was unbelievably caring and would always make me turn to Allah and then after his diagnosis, the same thing of, I will continuously learn from that child. He, as I stated, his name means the guide and uh, he will forever be my guide. Uh, that is so hard to hear. I can't even imagine how you say it. <laughs> he seems it's so tough. incredible. You know, his picture, like it makes you smile. SubhanAllah, I mean... You know, he was chosen. Like, every child is chosen for the right mom. And you were the right mom for this. I mean, given that Hadi was so intuitive and new to name Team Waitians, tell us how we can support Team Waitians in his honor and as his legacy. I mentioned earlier, or it's on my website, of, you know, as of now, the only cure, which is a term that hard to use is a is a bone marrow fill bone marrow transplant i want there to be a cure and so my main goal for right now is for team waitions to have people support the hobby of the rashid research fund um obviously it's named after 
after my hobby and it's the money will go towards a grant for an up-and-coming researcher to focus on a cure for aplastic anemia. Javi was seen at the NIH by the top of the top um, hematologists. And it's very, it's, I right. don't want to say easy, but they're, they're more likely to get the very large grants. This, I have always, you know, I have two parents who were physicians and I've always believed in the importance of medical research and I watched my child go through two bone marrow transplants. And yes, I can tell you they're, you know, they can be successful. And I want more people to join the registry. That's another part of Team Wations. But my main goal, my main goal right now is to get the research fund funded and turn to Allah and say, please find a cure for the beast that this disease is that affects too many people, even though it is a rare disease. Um, and that's my main goal is the hobby of the Rashid Research Fund. And it's $60,000, um, which we have, have to get to at the end of this year. As you said, that picture of hobby, any picture of hobby smiling will inspires people to give and be the match. It was, he had a lot of videos showing himself talking about the importance of, of, um, bone marrow transplants and getting people on the registry and now Zacharia is my one who will show you the importance of what research means and how all of this affects every member of a family and every member of a community. And so the links to donate um, towards the uh, Hadi Research Fund and to um, like send in our own samples, um, it's usually just a cheek swab, right, that we're going to send into the registry. Yes. Is that link also on the Team Wishes website that's so we can share? On the, on the main website, teamwations.com, you'll see Support Our Research Fund. Um, and as you go into, there's also more information about the Bone Marrow Registry and Be the Match. I'd be remiss to not say there's also the Javi Abdur Rashid Fund for Diversity Expansion on the Be the Match side. Who knows, God forbid, if one day we need it, you know, the yep. match will be there for us. So we're going to have all those links in there. And we'll try to make it really easy in our show notes so people can find both of those things. Thank you so, so much again, Syrah. I can't even, I can't even say thank you enough times to you. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for allowing me to spread Javi's legacy and allowing me to be completely vulnerable and telling me it's okay. But I'll get through it. Um, I really, truly appreciate it. This episode is dedicated to all those parents who face our worst nightmare and do it with courage, love, and faith. And inshallah, like our love and dua will always be with you guys. And we do hope that we can check in with you um, periodically so you can give us updates, inshallah. Thanks for joining us, audience. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.